On this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast, we've got Mr. Kelly Cole making his return to the podcast and telling us why each and every one of us have a book that we need to write. Also, it's State of the Union time here at 520. We got some things to air out, so stay tuned. Who knows where this may lead? Let's go. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time 20. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time 20. Just a flip of the watch, it's game time, game time 20. C. Micah. This is Robert Dean. You listen to 520 Collective. Listen every day or get robbed. I'm kidding. <laughs> What's up? And welcome to the 520 Collective podcast where music meets ministry and the indie artist takes center stage. This episode is being sponsored by the new song Hear Me Now from Chris Dunn. He is a Rayland, North Carolina based artist uh, and he is tackling current events from a biblical perspective on his new record hear me now as we continue to live through times of war and a declining sense of morality we are called to repentance and salvation while receiving the strength to endure hear me now is available on chris nunn's Bandcamp page click the link in the show notes to support what's good guys i'm eric boston and with me on this episode is my guy zero for hire what's good dude Recording live from the state of Michigan, where we have experienced all four seasons in the single week. Dude. It's a new record. Come on, man. Like, that that's child's play, dude. In Missouri, we can get all four seasons in one day, son. Well, technically, there are on, there are three seasons in Michigan, uh, but the fourth season is actually uh, construction. So, we have a season that other people don't get. Man, some days I feel like there's five or six seasons. I don't know, man around here it's crazy speaking of seasons i watched that second season of upload on amazon prime and uh yeah then we can uh, promptly canceled our amazon prime account so it was that bad dang dude i mean there's there's other uses for amazon prime though uh i probably but they're not getting any more of my money not after that i i can at least forgive so much prime shipping um i don't know. i think i'm gonna sign up for pure Flix. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen a good western or romance movie about living in the country this year, so. Nice. You have to let me know how that goes, man. You know how it is, like, when you get a hankering for something that just tastes weird, and you're like, maybe I should order Pure Flix. I don't know. I have not experienced that, but uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. (laughs) I will consult with my physician if that happens to me. Yeah, just keep an eye out, and you know, if he needs to write you a prescription or something, then you're already set up for it. I will need to get a physician first, though, so we'll tackle that one step at a time. So, one thing I did want to also throw out here in the beginning is I want to do a combination episode. So, combination episode. It's my podcasting day, and Uh we're also podcasting for two shows for one. So I said, let's just let's just go all in. Stir it up, so we repeat, see what happens. Yeah, we're we're podcasting, and technically we were supposed to be doing something else that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But you know, here we are, here we are podcasting. And before we get too far into it, man, uh, I want to also say this uh, episode is also being sponsored. That's right, dual sponsorship on this episode, being sponsored by the new single Nunya from Eternity. Nunya is available now on streaming platforms, and it harkens back to hip hop's golden era. The record was produced by Riggs, and it's the lead single for Eternity's upcoming project called Dreams and Schemes, which actually drops tomorrow, April sixteenth. Which isn't yeah. that, which isn't tomorrow when we're recording, but tomorrow when you people are listening to this, when the podcast is out, you get what I'm saying. So go and stream it tomorrow. Beep, 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 beep. 
Uh, make sure you visit God's First ENT. That's G O D, the number one, S T E N T dot com to support the music and grab some merch while you're there. Like we said, Eric Boston, zero for hire. Check me out on Twitter at Eric Boston three zero. Where do people come and complain to you at? Ah, you can argue with me on Twitter. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. At zero for hire on Twitter. I change my name every week, so just, you know, check for the little at symbol. Right. Yeah. Like, go go and go and uh, follow Zero. Make him appreciate Twitter. Because even though it's got his drawbacks like everything else, like apparently Amazon Prime, I don't know. We like it. I like it. Make sure you're following 520 at 520 underscore go. Little plug there. But yeah, man, we got some stuff to, to get into, dude. Like we said, it it's... Uh, it's State of the Union night. What does that mean? That means we're going to talk about some stuff podcast or not podcast. Well, I mean maybe the podcast. We'll oh see. man, but platform oh, related. I wasn't. I forgot to wear my blue and yellow jacket. Oh, uh, is that okay? Do you have a shirt on? Um, no. Well, then we're in the same boat, dude. You know, what? never mind. Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so, so State of the Union here at 520 Collective, we got to talk about some things. Um, one thing I want to talk about, dude, is, you know, we launched the 520 Feedback Show last month in March, and we had, we've had two episodes, and I felt like they went well. We got good uh, response to it. We had uh, people excited for the feedback we gave them on their music, sharing it, all that good stuff. Yeah, so we we were looking at getting the next episode together, and you remember a couple minutes ago, whenever I said, uh, you know, we're podcasting right now, but really we were supposed to be doing something else, and that other thing we were supposed to be doing was having the 520 feedback show, and as we can see, we're not doing that. So it's true. Uh, the reason that we're not doing that is because we just didn't get enough submissions to do it. Um, I don't know what else to say, man. Like we can't do a show without. You seem upset. Without, well, I'm not. I'm not thrilled about it. Um, you know, like it, it's hard to have a show when there's there's nothing there to review and to respond to and to give feedback for. Um, yeah, and I was very adamant about you know if we don't get the submissions. You know, we'll just do something else and don't stress about it and just let people know. Be open and honest about it. Because <clears throat> what else are we supposed to do? If you put a spin on it, then people will not know the truth. And I don't want that. Right. So we're being honest with people, I feel like. And here's the thing. We want to keep doing the show. You know, we had people reach out and they said, hey, man, we would love it if 520 was doing a critique show a feed, you know, we're calling it the feedback show whatever you want to say and i feel like we have a good setup right i mean you submit uh your music uh if you get selected there's a few things that happen one thing is every person selected for the feedback show and whenever i say selected i mean we, we screen it and make sure there's not anything that goes against kind of like our um, criteria for music on this platform, right? Code like, of ethics. Yeah, like like that one time that guy had a song that literally had an f bomb in it. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, I spit my coffee all over the place. So, like, we don't, you know, we don't want to have cursing. We want to make sure it aligns with, you know, our standards. Something that we can co-sign on, right? It, does, it doesn't have to be amazing, yeah. but we, it at least has to have, meet up to that criteria, right? Um, so every person that gets selected, though, for to be on the show. You know, here, here's what we're doing. Like every person gets playlisted on their choice of Spotify or Audio Mac on an official 520 Collective playlist, right? To lock down your spot once you're uh, approved, it's $25. You can join us on Discord live during the show, so you can actually talk to the host and get it's interactive. Yeah, get that interaction, get that feedback right there, uh, virtually. And I do like that element. We bring people up to talk about their. Um, to talk about the track and give some insight and some background it's it's kind of like a big promo spot to be honest yeah exactly and then you know we give we give each uh, submission a grade most of you know i work in the in education so grading is a part of life and we figured why not continue that outside of work and bring it to the feedback show you know where we can uh, where we yeah. can grade it for each episode the person with the highest grade of the night which has been kind of interesting the first two shows that we did we actually had two submissions on both of them that got a grade of A, 
Um, and then we had to go to the audience, right? The people watching this on YouTube, in the Discord, etc., to help us decide who was going to be the highest graded. And that highest graded person walks away with uh, $50 for their submission for being on. So that's, and that's, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Put $50 in your pocket. You, right. you put in 25 for the chance to double your money. Exactly. It's essentially gambling. Uh, and that's what we're all about here at the 520 Collective Podcast. Gambling. I'm, I'm gonna need you to stop because we <laughs> we don't have a license for that. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'll be serious. Go I ahead. I feel like the gambling administration is gonna be sending us an email anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah. So here's the thing, we guys. I know there are artists listening to us. So listen to me. If you guys want this show, we want to do it. Right, we want, and, and this yeah. is going to lead into some other discussions here's, here as well. It's not just all about the 520 feedback show, but what I'm saying is, if you want it, we want to do it for you, but we need your support for it to work. We need your support for it to last and to grow. And, to, and here's the thing the more it grows, we've already been thinking ahead. Like, you know, what can we do if we get this many submissions? What can we do if we get this many submissions? Right? So, if you. Is it scalable? Is really the question we've been asking ourselves. And it is. I think it is, but we need that support to be in there. You know, typically we do not ask you guys for a lot. I mean, we'd love you for, we'd love for you to share our content, tell people about us, obviously. Um, but there's not a lot that we sit there and say, please do this for us. And, and I'm not begging by any means, but what I am saying is if you want to see this show, you know, be consistent and, and take off and, and become something for the, the community, then, uh, yeah, there is a role we need people to play in that right so if you're an artist and you're listening and you want to get our feedback on a song you're working on or your latest release or whatever it may be email email feedback dot show at 520collective.com and send us your mp3 uh, just make sure you use the subject line feedback submission so so okay so we need to send an email to feedback wait what was it what was it feedback dot show at 520collective.com Using the subject line, feedback submission. We are working on it. Uh, our guy, Picasso, web administrator extraordinaire, web designer. He's the guy who built 520click.com. He's amazing. Shout out to Picasso. He is in the process of working on where you can actually go to 520click.com and get your submissions in there. But until that happens, we're doing it through email. So, okay. sorry. Well, and, and so you know what? Going. If you join the Discord, just join the Discord and you can talk to us. We can go through the details, but that's not what. We're, yeah, we join the Discord. 520collective.com slash Discord. 520collective.com slash Discord. Come join it. So, um, the reason that we're talking about the, the show in the meta, you know, we're getting real meta about this right now. Are we? I'm not even One, sure if I know yeah, what that every, means. Well, Does that mean like I'm not real right now? It's, um, okay, so. Colloqui- colloquially, it, it's what? like when you talk about yourself. Qu- oh, colloquially, man. zero. Um, talk to me like that, I'm. Talk to is, me like I'm ten. That's a real word. I talk to my kids this way. But then talk okay. to me like I'm five. <laughs> Commonplace uh, in layman's terms. I don't know. I don't three. If you say okay, layman's try, terms, try it sounds. Try try like I'm a three year old. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. Uh what were, what were we talking about? I don't know. Uh, okay, so co- the, sh- co- the show is meta. It's like every show meta. Every show has that episode where they have a show about the show. Oh. You know how like you'll be watching it, it has that flashback episode and it's about itself. Like that's meta. It's when you refer, when you break the fourth wall and you refer to yourself in, in the format or in the medium that you're putting out there. That's kind of what we're doing today. We're talking about the show. We're talking about the platform okay, in lieu I'm of you. reviewing songs. The reason we're doing that is because we have this whole array of things that we're discussing and that we're trying to work through. And I don't think that we can do that without your input as a listener. Uh, We have a lot of ideas of what we would like to see and what we think is going on. And so when something like this happens, we said, okay, we wished that there was another type of feedback show. We wanted to provide that service. We had people asking, talking about it, and then... I kind of expected that there would be a, a lull in the submission process at some point because, you know, you got to get the word out there. It's going to have a little bit of excitement. It's going to die off. Maybe we can talk about the reasons for that a little bit. What the 15 people, the 20 people who were talking about it with us, 
they, they sent in their songs, they got their submission, and then that's it. Like, it's not sustainable if we're not sharing it, if we're not bringing people into the community. And this is this is where I think we're going to have to start doing better. If it's all about the artists all the time and we're not appealing to the listeners, then eventually we're just going to run out of artists to entertain. And I think maybe that's one of the drawbacks of doing a show like this is you, you do have a, a lot of time to grow. And over time, I do believe the show will grow as we as we get bigger and, and reach more people but that's only going to happen if we're reaching more than just the artists no i get what you're saying i get what you're saying um we do need uh the support of fans i don't know it, it's this it's this mixture right of we need fans we need artists honestly i, I i'm not afraid to say it like this it's okay for artists to leverage our show right i mean if we if we're drawing in fans and you submit your music to us then the hope is that man you got a fan tuning in the show they hear your stuff and then they become a fan of you right that's fine man leverage leverage the platform like we called this 520 collective for a reason right it's not about our team behind the scenes doing this and we're the collective you know the, the, the collective idea is that we're bringing in you know people that are behind the scenes we're bringing in artists we're bringing in fans and we're giving them a place to build community so my hope is that what that's what we get out of all this so we all have a role to play in order for this to work however man i don't know like you know this is the honest truth about uh if you you know if you want to talk about christian hip-hop right if in the in the christian hip-hop community is that there's almost nobody, right? The, the percentage is very small of people who make a full-time living centered around Christian hip-hop. I think, well, I think we all know that. That's going to be with every... Yeah, that's going to be with every genre, not just genre of music, but with every enterprise whatsoever. You know, you're going to have that small percentage at the top that does the majority of the work, gets the majority of the income and everything. I think that's just the nature of right. Well, but here, but, here, but here's But here's why I say that. Because that's the nature of this beast, right? That means... We are in a place as a platform where if we try something, it just just doesn't seem to want to work out the way it needs to. We we don't have that luxury of saying, oh well, we'll stick with it a little bit longer. We we all have well, jobs yeah. and we have families and we have all these things and we're trying to do this because we are passionate about what we're doing with 520. But we can't be we can't be just sitting here spinning our wheels either. So if something doesn't work, yeah, I see where, I see where you're going, with and we're this. not getting the support because there's. Then we got to do something else, and we we take that focus, and we pour it into something that does have traction, so that the time that yeah, we, we do put have into very, it is worthwhile. You know, we do have we do have very limited time. The two of us, um, we do have uh, limited resources, which we would like to see that grow because we are pushing for uh, the collective aspect. It's not just about me and Eric; it's about the group. It's all of us. We wanna we wanna have an open table a round table where you can come be a part of the conversation where it and it's interactive it's not just a platitude where we're like come be a part of the conversation we're we're not just saying come listen to us talk we're saying come be a part of the conversation come share your thoughts like there are times where we've had people maybe in the off part of the show it wasn't recorded but we've had people in the chat who aren't artists at all that are giving their insight and talking with us about some of the things that we discussed that week and that's that's kind of the community we we want to foster. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're looking at ways to do it. I mean, obviously, we got the Discord. We talked about that. Uh, another thing I want to throw out that's new for us. Um, you know, I know we got a solid following on Twitter. So if you're if you're one of the people that are following us on Twitter, make sure you go. We actually got it pinned to our Twitter account, so it's easy to find. But we started a Twitter community as well, and that's something that's new. Uh, we're still kind of figuring it out, but I, I think I'm starting to get at least an initial idea of how we want to use that. So uh, if you're not commu- familiar with com- Twitter communities, basically what it is, is, you can find these different communities on Twitter that you can be a part of or you can get invited to where, you know, it's kind of like a Facebook group, right? Where it, it's very uh, specific conversations going on there rather than your just general Twitter feed, right? Where you're seeing all the different stuff from the people you follow or whatever the algorithm allows you to see, etc. Like if you join the 520 community, you're getting stuff that is related to the platform, right? So we we want to encourage conversation there. But if you join, you also get some some exclusive content, you know, some some tweets that we don't put out on the general uh, feed, or maybe even some information that we don't necessarily put in the Discord right away. So that would be another thing, you know, kind of like the feedback show. Like I, I hope to see 
that community take off, right? So that we can do some cool things in there. Right now, I want to say we're at around 45 people, which is awesome. But I think we can grow it. Then again, it goes back to we're relying on you guys that support the platform in order for that to happen. And I think that what we're talking about here is an issue of the church as well as an issue of community slash entertainment. And that might be something that is a part of the equation that needs to be solved. Um, because up to up until now, we've only ever looked at, and, and by we, I mean we as the Christian music community, we've only really been looking at this as an endeavor in music and entertainment and uh, how to reach the culture. You hear people talk about that all the time. How do we reach the culture? And there are very few, I'll be honest, there are very few artists, if any, that are moving the needle in the culture. And I'm not talking about some, their little enclave or their own little subculture within the, I mean, the general overall culture. If there are any artists, but I don't think there are, they're not, they're not doing very much to move the needle. I've been doing a lot of theorizing about this on the Zero Hour podcast. It's because one of the reasons is because culture isn't reverse compatible in the way that can affect people's lives on the way it, it it can't impact people's lives the way that Christianity does or even really the way that music does. Like there's something about music that surpasses the culture, it transcends the culture. So when you're when you're up here in the realm of spirituality and music and, and things like that of a high nature. It's not reverse compatible to impact that with the culture. Like you have to go the other way. You have to use the things of the, the spiritual things of this world, you know, to impact the culture. I'm not, I don't want to get super serious and preachy on this podcast about it, but there are things that we should be thinking about as the church and how we can build our music community as the church. Maybe that's the missing element because I don't hear that kind of conversation very often. When you have one foot in the culture and one foot in the church, it is a wavering and a going back and forth or a teeter-tottering of, am I doing this to te- reach people for Christ or am I doing this to get likes on YouTube or whatever? Like you're going to you're gonna teeter-totter and you can't make that meld or mesh or whatever very well. And it's because you're trying to reach the culture with the church or as the church doing things as the church being the church without without any anything in your mind about reaching the secular culture and this is where i have to differentiate and and maybe that's the, uh, the easiest way to address it is by issuing the problem first one of the biggest challenges so one of the biggest challenges with christian culture is that the artists don't want to be celebrities within the Christian culture. They want to be celebrities in the secular culture. As long as that's your motivation, there is no Christian culture to be built. Take what you're saying and apply it to what's happening with 520. With 520 Collective, the vision that I and the vision or agenda that I bring to the table is I don't care about reaching the secular culture. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't care about evangelism or using music as a tool for evangelism but when i when i engage in evangelism it's literally to bring people to christ it has nothing to do with my music because i don't expect them to like my music i don't expect them to care about my podcast i'm not a part of the equation i am an instrument to serve as a bridge to bring people to christ that's the only function that i serve when i'm evangelizing but i'll give you another example of what could be christian culture I have a friend who's he's been a uh, kind of seeker and he's been looking for truth and he's he knows who Christ is, but he hasn't been a part of a church and he hasn't been very serious about it. And he told me today that he's looking to join the Catholic Church. Now, I've got some problems with the Catholic Church, but I also have some problems with the Pentecostal Church where I come from. I also have some problems with the Reformed churches that I'm a part of. And so there's no perfect denomination. But what we can have, theology aside, is a culture where we as Christians, even of different denominations, can engage with each other. So when he finally joins my friend, when my friend finally joins the catechism of his Catholic church or whatever, becomes a member, we can have a celebration for him in honor of that. That's building Christian culture. And it doesn't have to be a Bible study and it doesn't have to be a worship service because that's church stuff. I'm talking about the actual culture of us saying, congratulations, bro, you took the next step. And that's the agenda that I want to see that I bring to the table of my goal for building. And so whenever I take that and, and I look at what we're doing here at 520, right? 
I feel like one, we do do some of that already, right? Like we, we are looking to be a place where we can come together and we can engage, right? Whether it's, you know, through discord, Twitter, whatever, right? We're creating these ways where we can talk yeah. and, and, and get together and exchange these ideas and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's always been centered around music, right? Cause that's what we enjoy. Right. Right. And, and we're always going to like music, right? But, I guess here's my challenge to us and, and and the people that choose to be a part of this collective is we need to recognize and we need to be able to be vocal and, and share it that if, if what we need out of this platform needs to change a little bit, right? Yeah, well, it has to. Yeah, because eventually we should outgrow doing a music review show. Like that's a generic concept that's been done. that's being done by multiple people. And it's fine. It's like a birthday party. It doesn't have to be super original, but we need more ideas. We need to create more context. If stuff is going to change over time, just based on the basic nature of all of this, right? It comes back to, okay, well, we we need we still need that engagement one way or another. And that input from the people involved to know, okay, this is what 520 needs to become. What, what, what do you think about if someone tells you that every single one of us have a book just waiting to be written? Oh, boy. I've thought about writing books before, but I guess as long as it's not a memoir. Yeah, let's see what you got. Well, I mean... But if you're 26 years old, you shouldn't be writing a memoir. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned this to say that uh, coming up on the Industry Insider interview, uh, we're going to talk about that exact thing with Mr. Kelly Cole. You know, if you're not familiar with Kelly Cole, he is the, the father of one Aaron Cole from GoTo Records. Uh, most of you are familiar with him. And Kelly's his dad, manager, and he is also an author. And he has a company. He's a serious ideas man. Right? You know, they have a company that helps people realize their writing dreams, if you will. I say all that to say make sure you stick around for the second half of the, of the podcast episode and hear our interview with Mr. Kelly Cole. Go, you know, whether it's the Discord, whether it's sending us an email, uh, leaving us a voice message through Anchor, DMing us on Twitter, oh, whatever. I love when they do that. When was the last time you got a, a voice message? Dude, it's been a it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. I, I would love to be able to have one in the next show. So if you go to our Anchor page, you can leave us a voicemail on there and we can, you know, maybe use it in a future episode. So do that, but That'd be dope. but whatever it is, like contact us, man. Let let us know. Talk to us. Stay tuned after this short break for the industry insider interview here on the Five Twenty Collective Podcast. And again, this month our guest is Mr. Kelly Cole. Uh, it's the, definitely a conversation you guys are going to stick around for. Uh, it was a lot of fun to have with him, and I'm excited to share it with you. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Five Twenty Collective Podcast. And we will check you guys around here on the next episode. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Aaron Cole, and you're rocking with 520 Collective. Keep it locked. Artist, what is the key to getting your music to your target listener? Making sure that your catalog is available where people are listening. Trackstars is helping independent artists do just that with Nectar Distro. Sign up for Nectar today to have your music delivered for you to all the major digital streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, and much, much more. Go to 520collective.com slash Nectar, that's N-E-C-T-A-R now, to sign up and keep 100% of your royalties along with all of your music rights. With monthly payouts, comprehensive reports, specialty tools like the single maximizer and account management services, along with a dedicated team that understands your needs as an artist, it really is hard to beat what Nectar Distro and Trackstars bring to the table. So hit up 520collective.com slash Nectar to get started now. Hey guys, I want to say thank you for listening to the 520 Collective Podcast. This month's Industry Insider interview is coming up in just a moment. Before we listen in, make sure to check out 520collective.com. It is the home for indie news and faith-based hip-hop. Follow us on social media, including Twitter and Instagram at 520 underscore co. Also, to get exclusive content, hit up our Audio Mac account where you'll find extended interviews, playlists, and more. Let's jump into this month's interview. Yo, thank you for tuning in to the Industry Insider interview here on the 520 Collective Podcast. 
As always, we are being sponsored by The Bookkeeper 24-7. Go check them out at tbk247.com where they are promoting everything Christian hip-hop and really just, you know, trying to build for the kingdom. So Daryl and the team, they're about the space and the space needs to be about them and supporting those guys. So make sure you go do that at tbk247.com. And with me right now on the 520 Collective phone line, this man is a best-selling author. He's a speaker, an entrepreneur, and we can officially say a two-time guest here on the 520 Collective podcast. Joining me right now, it is Mr. Kelly Cole. What's good, sir? What's up? What's up, man? Thank you for having me back, man. It's an honor and a privilege. Man, no doubt. Um, you know, you, you, I believe we're on season one with us. So it's been a minute and, you know, we're always grateful for you for coming on and taking a chance on us when we were just getting out the box. So definitely love that you're back with us. Of course, man. Of course, bro. It's a pleasure. Like I said, man, I love conversations. I love talking to cool people, especially, you know, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, we definitely want to jump into all the stuff that's kind of um, changed for you since the last time we talked, and we're going to do that. But I think, you know, I don't want to miss the opportunity just to see how stuff's going just for for you. And I know on the management side with Aaron and everything, how's the music side of life been going for you guys lately? I know the last time you are here, it was pre-pandemic. Just what's these last uh, couple of years been? been like on that journey yeah man so of course man just like everybody else man the pandemic was really really tough man like i don't even know the count i was afraid to count up how many events got canceled and you know how much you know we had to pull back from some things and kind of lay low like everybody else so the getting through the pandemic was tough but Thank God, man, we made it. Um, we didn't have any real casualties as far as like, you know, Aaron did end up catching, catching it. I caught it, you know, whole family caught it, but everybody's still here. Everybody, you know, returned to full health. So we thank God for that. And, you know, Aaron's career survived. So currently, you know, Aaron's career is great. He just dropped the album, you know, um, in November. It's doing really great. Two up, two down. We did the two up, two down tour. Um, and we're going to be in your area, uh, Springfield, um, this coming up week. So, you know, events are picking back up. Um, the music is doing well, man. All is well. And we just got a, we got a call yesterday about a huge tour this fall. Um, we can't say what it is, but it's going to be amazing. That's but, uh, awesome. So yeah, man, all is well. No, no complaints, man. God is good, man. Yes, sir. C- congrats on, on all that. I mean, you, you know, it doesn't take, it doesn't take a rock scientist, you know, to, to sit back and see what God's doing with Aaron. And I know that you have a big part in that as well, which is helping make some of those connections and, and just support for him in general. I'm sure he's super appreciative of that. And it, it's just cool getting to see an individual like yourself where you're kind of, you know, you're moving behind the scenes a little bit, but man, the impact you have, um, in a space like Christian hip hop is undeniable especially when you talk about people or talk with people you know who really know what's happening so you know i know last time we really focused in on the the manager side of stuff and the music but you have you know really kind of jumped feet first into a, a, an another area since then and that is book writing and book publishing Right. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about that. How did you get into, you know, just the world of books and, and, you know, writing? Cool, man. Yeah. So, um, I've actually underground, you know, been in it for over 15 years. Um, and it started with my first book. I wrote a book about Shark Tank, the TV show Shark Tank. So, yeah. So what happened was when they introduced the TV show Shark Tank, I fell in love with the show, bro. I mean, recording every episode taking notes from the show and one of my friends found out i had notes and i asked to borrow them and they when they gave them back they said yo this will make actually a great book and you should also interview think about interviewing the sharks and i was like man i didn't think about that that's a great idea so i actually emailed all of the sharks on shark tank 
and Barbara Coker was the only one that hit me back and agreed to give me an interview. Me and Barbara hit it off so well. Um, I said, Barbara, will you help me get an interview with Damon? And she said, of course. She put me and Damon in a group text and she said, Damon, um, give this guy an interview. He's a great guy. And Damon immediately responded, connected me with his assistant and we did an interview. So I took both of those interviews along with my notes for the show and created a book called Conversations with Shark. And that became my first number one bestseller on Amazon. It was a bestseller for a week. It stayed up at number one for a week. And after that, of course, so many people came to me and asked me how I did it. And that was the birth of my publishing company. So, yeah. All right. And and let's talk about that publishing company. What's the name of it? And just kind of give what, what's happening there. For sure. So the name of my company is called Publishing Advantage Group. And man, we've published everything from a 16-year-old girl who was born blind to retired NFL, NBA players, doctors, apostles, bishops, and pastors, and everybody in between. Uh, we honestly feel like everybody has a story, and we can help in many ways. So a lot of our clients, some of them come to us who, you know, don't even know where to start in writing a book. I mean, you have others who's already written it and just want the publishing side, but we are a complete one-stop shop. So we'll ghostwrite your book, interview you and write it in your voice, then publish it and then market it. Or we will also just do the publishing and marketing part. But yeah, we take you, take care of you from start to finish, man. The complete um, process and complete system. That's amazing, man. And I know that, you know, following you on Twitter, I've seen just the post that you put out and you can tell that you are passionate about writing, right? And, and like you said, you encourage, you know, everyone to find that book in them. I mean, what, what do you say to the people who say, man, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've got a book in me. Like, like, how do you come back with, uh, someone who's hesitant? Yeah. I, I don't believe that. I believe that we all have a story. We all have a testimony. I know we all have something that will help somebody else. The one thing that I've come to realize is all of the things that I went through in my life were just something to help and minister to somebody else. And a lot of things, a lot of times what hold people up or why they don't think they have anything is because it's something that has came so easy to them. If that makes, if that makes sense. So someone who, um, let's give an example. So someone who's been a parent, right? And they've raised successful kids who went to college and became doctors, lawyers, or just went to college, just raising a kid and getting them through college. That's a book. You know, someone, a new mom, a new father needs to learn how they did that and know, you know, glean from that insight. So I don't care what it is, what successively, successfully you have done or just living life or someone who's been married, you know, 30, 40 years. That's a book. You know what I'm saying? How do you, how do you make a marriage last 30, 40 years? Um, so yeah, I say, man, just, just dig deep and think about what it is that you have done and what are your expertise? Um, and what's your gift? You know, thinking about that, even the word says like your gift will make room for you. And a lot of times people don't believe that because they don't activate and use their gifts. But one way to put in activation is to put it into a book, man. So that's what I would say to them. Yes, sir. And so if I'm someone that I've got an idea for a book, or I think I've got an idea for a book anyway, but I have no idea what those first steps look like, what would your advice be? Yeah, man. So I could tell a person how to write a book in a weekend. So we got, uh, what's today? Today is Wednesday or Thursday. Today's Wednesday, right? So say, say for instance, someone got an idea for a book. And I could tell them how to get it done this weekend. So the first step would be, and I call this my grocery store method. If you are a smart grocery store, grocery store shopper, before you go to the grocery store, you make a list, correct? You make a list of the things you need, right? So that's the same way with a book. You're going to make a list. You're going to simply make a list of the things you want to cover in the book. And essentially, that's your outline. So you're going to create an outline first, which is just a list. That's all I want you to do. That's what you're going to do on day one. You're going to make a list. And then here's the, here's the second part of day one. Okay. Under each thing on the list, you want to write out, let's just say five questions that someone would have about that thing on the list. 
Okay? We're going to call those things chapter titles. So each chapter title, you're going to write five questions that someone would have about that chapter title. Okay? That's Friday. That's all you need to do on Friday. Make your list of chapters and then write a list of five questions under each chapter title. All right? That's all I want you to do on Friday. Saturday, what I want you to do is contact a friend and tell them we're going grocery shopping, okay? And what you're going to do is have a friend interview you and ask you those questions that's under each chapter title. That's all you're going to do on Saturday. Have a friend interview you, record it. You can use Zoom or freeconferencing.com or whatever platform you want to use to record it. All right. Once you have the recording, what you want to do on Sunday is you want to upload that recording to a place called Rev.com. That's R-E-V.com. And in 24 hours, they're going to send you a document, a Word document, and it's going to be the transcription of your book. And bam, your book is done. So all you need to do is tighten up that document, um, make sure things are in order, and then that's when you contact the company like me, and we'll take you from there as far as the editing, the formatting, book cover, ISBN, distribution, and all of that. But that's simple. That's how you create a book in a weekend. Wow. Wow. I mean, you make it sound so simple. And I mean, if we step back and look at it, it, it really kind of is. I mean, whenever you ha- use that method, right? Uh, I don't think I've ever heard uh, writing a book described in a way that just seems feasible, like like it's that easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did, how did you kind of come up with this method? <laughs> just Just years of getting that question. That is the number one question that I get as a publisher, like how to start. And so I thought about it like, man, how can I simplify this and make it easy for people to get this done? And I thought about how I did it. And that's, that's exactly how I did it and exactly how I do it all the time. Now, you know, it doesn't take me long at all. I can write a book in a day. I don't even take me a weekend. I can get it done in one day. You know what I'm saying? Now, say if it's a person who wants to take their time, you can break it up into 20 days. All you got to do is write a minimum of 500 words or talk for at least an hour a day for 20 days, and you'll have about a 10,000-word book done. That's all you got to do. And going back to my grocery store method, when you go to the grocery store, you don't, when you get home, you don't cook the food in the order that you put it into the buggy, right? So writing a book is the same way. You look at that list. And you, you decide what you feel like writing or talking about that day. And that's what you write about. And then once you do that every day, after 20 days, the book comes together. So you don't have to write it in order. And that, a lot of times that's what happens. We look at our outline and we feel like, man, I got to tell this story in order. But you may not feel like talking about that thing, the first thing on the list. You may feel like talking about something that's more recent. And then that's how I say you get it done. But yeah, it just happened developing it over the years all right awesome awesome so with um publishing advantage group is there like a particular type of book uh that you guys feel you are better equipped to handle or like a certain uh literary genre or do you guys are you guys pretty well versed across the board correct yeah so we do all kinds of books the only thing we don't do is anything, of course, that goes against our faith and something we can't, you know, testify in church that we did. So nothing that, you know, glorifies um, anything demonic or things like that. But yeah, we've done autobiographies. We've done biographies. We've done self-help. We've done children's books. We've done novels. So um, my team, we can pretty much work on any type of book, maybe style book. So whenever someone's looking at publishing Advantage Group as a potential option for their manuscript, what they're getting is, you know, a company that has the experience and has the proof to show that, hey, we can actually help get you to where you're wanting to go, right? So if someone reaches out and they're just kind of inquiring about the the group like you know like what's that that initial experience going to be like as far as just contacting and and seeing if you if you and that author are a fit yeah so so the first step would be you know going to the website of course familiarizing yourself with that 
uh, like you said, we have, man, we need to update. We got so much more. We, you know, we publish so many authors every month. So, but you can go in there and look at some of the covers. You can click on them, see some of the authors we publish. You can check out the um, testimonials and things like that. And then we have a page with our packages on it. And then you just kind of view the package, see which one you may be interested in. And then it has a button that says, hey, click here to apply to work with us. So in that, it's the application. And then you get to schedule a call to talk to me. And then I'll just see if we're a good fit. And once we're a good fit, we discuss what the investment is based on your needs. And we go from there. Yes, sir. And guys, again, on the phone line with me right now is Mr. Kelly Cole. So when I'm looking at the site, you guys also offer a free masterclass. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So like you said, a lot of times, you know, people don't even know where to start and they just want some, you know, some, some free information to give them a kickstart. So we have this free masterclass. Um, you can check that out at bestsellerscircle.com, but it'll basically walk you through how to get started. Um, and how to, you know, write your book on your own. And then at the end of the masterclass, same thing, it'll push you back to, Hey, um, if you're interested in taking it a step further, you can schedule a call with me the publisher to discuss us actually publishing your book but yeah it's a it's a master class man that I put together um to help people get started awesome awesome and talk about the just i guess the feeling or the experience of maybe what you had or the the experience that you've been able to be a part of with authors whenever it comes to getting that first book out there um i think there's a bit of maybe anxiety or nervousness that comes along with that, but man, it's got to be amazing. Yeah. So, you know, the first time I'll speak for me, my first time I wasn't really nervous. I was excited, but to hold it in my hand was an out of body experience. Cause it was like, you, you're actually giving birth to something that was inside of you. And speaking from, uh, you know, experiencing that with one of my clients I'll, I'll go with the the young lady i published she was 16 years old she was born blind and she just wanted to become a best-selling author on amazon that was her dream that was her goal and her mom reached out to me and said hey can you help can you like you know tell her what to do so i told her exactly how to speak the book into the computer the whole nine we did the whole process for her and um, I remember when I handed her her first copy and she handed it to her mom and she said, mom, what does it look like? And her mom began to describe it, describe to her what the cover stuff looked like. And when the tears just started rolling down her face, I knew this is one of the things I was put on earth to do to help people's dreams come true of becoming a best-selling author. And it was just the most amazing feeling. And it happened over and over and over again. When a person holds their book in their hand for the first time, it's like they're, they're holding their baby. They actually birthed this thing out of them. So man, it's an amazing, amazing feeling to wake up every day and help people dreams come true. And another thing I know that you have said is, you know, you have a goal of, of all of your kids writing a book, right? Yeah. Like, like talk about that goal just for a minute, man. And like, you know, like why, why is that a goal that you set and what, how do you see it playing out? Um, definitely. So yeah, they're definitely going to do it. Aaron, Aaron's going to probably take the longest, um, because his story isn't, isn't finished yet. You know what I'm saying? And between me and you, he's wrote, he's written a couple of children's books that we haven't put out yet. And if we do put them out, um, they'll be under a pen name. Um, but yeah, he, he writes all the time. Of course, you know, he's an artist. And then my oldest daughter, she's already has one book out. It's called So You're Living for Christ in High School. It's available everywhere on Amazon and everything. And then my baby girl, so far, she has a journal that's already out called The World Needs More Love Journal, Prayer Journal. So, so yeah, it's, it's going to happen. And my, my oldest daughter, she's working on her second book right now. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and I, and I know when Aaron's book comes out because his his journey through Christian hip hop is is pretty unique, man. But but not only that, I just I know he's got a lot to say. You know, like um, it was pretty cool just getting to uh, DM back and forth with him after the album came out and, and being able to do a little write up 
on it for the site and and you can just tell the way that he even through just you know a direct message right the way that he thinks and not only that the stories that he does have you know to share yeah man like uh, maybe we need like installments of it man maybe we can encourage him to to just start dropping you know like a series or something yeah that'd be a great idea maybe we should do that together we're thinking about it um and i don't think i've ever said this publicly but i'm actually eventually well here's the goal so when aaron whenever aaron wins a grammy whenever that is you know if it's five years from now ten years from now I'm actually going to create a Aaron Cole museum in, you know, his hometown here in Bristol. Um, and I literally have everything. So most people, if you don't know, Aaron released his first album at the age of four. So I have every costume from four years old all the way. He's 22 now. Every album cover costume I got every footage i recorded every show he's done i've recorded every studio session i've recorded our first meeting with toby mac i've got i got everything literally and artifacts from the the music videos like everything yeah man so i want to tell that story and inspire kids in a small town that they can do some amazing things if they put god first and never give up on their dreams so eventually it's going to be an aaron cole museum all right, so what what is what's on the horizon, man? What what's coming? Whenever we're talking about uh, publishing Advantage Group, you guys have anything that uh, you're working on or that you're excited about? You know, over the next year or so. Yeah, man, God is amazing. So we created this new division at Publishing Advantage Group called Books for Athletes, right? So we're focusing, you know, a huge we put a huge push behind former professional college athletes and sports coaches and we're actually going to be a vendor for the Super Bowl man so we're really 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 excited about that so we'll be in LA for the Super Bowl we have a vendor um, spot at a um, former NFL players event man sanctioned by the NFL so we're really excited about that bro and expanding and helping a lot of those guys tell their stories to launch their speaking careers and transition from you know the field to life after the game so yeah that's something we're really excited about bro oh wow that's amazing i know obviously you're gonna be trying to tell athletes stories like how did that opportunity initially present itself to you man i'm glad this is a faith-based show because they're going to get what i just said i um what i'm getting ready to say um, what i'm getting ready to say because i literally at the beginning of 2021 I just felt God was calling me to reach a group of people and serve a group of people because I just felt this uneasiness. I kept telling my partner, I was like, yo, I feel like God's telling me to reach a group of people. And he was like, yo, he'll tell you. And so one day I just sat still and I was like, Lord, just tell me where to drop my net. Like, just tell me where to drop my net. Tell me who you want me to serve. And he, he spoke clearly to my spirit, former professional athlete. And that was the birth of Books for Athletes. Cool. So is there, I mean, I don't know what you can share, so I don't want to pry too deep. I mean, is there like any names that you can like share with us at this point that, you know, we may get some stories from uh, through? Oh, for sure. Group? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, Tyler Campbell. He is the son of NFL Hall of Famer Earl Campbell. And Earl Campbell, he wrote the foreword. So that one will be out. Uh, I believe that comes out February before. We also just um, signed up. He was a 1989 draft pick. His name was Sheldon Jones. Um, his book is coming out in the next couple of months as well. He was actually in the 19, I think, 89 dunk contest too. I think he competed against Jordan and Dominique. Who else we got off the top of my head? But yeah, we got a bunch, man. If you go to um, books. The number four athlete on Instagram. You can see a bunch of our, um, all, a bunch of our authors that's coming out and the ones we've signed up. If you've ever seen the movie Hoop Dreams, so we got William Gates. William Gates, one of the stars from Hoop Dreams. He's coming out. We got Jermaine Jones. He was a draft pick for, I think he got drafted by Philadelphia 76ers. Um, he's actually in the Hall of Fame now. He scored the final bucket of 2000, the year 2000. 
So he's in the Hall of Fame because of that. But yeah, man, it's a bunch on there. I don't want to miss nobody. But it's a bunch on there, man. So we've been crushing it with the athletes. Yeah, man. You mentioned the the Instagram for uh, Books for Athletes. You said it was books and then the number four athletes, right? Yeah, yeah. So what about um, just across the board, like whether it's you, uh, the publishing group, where do people need to tap in with you guys? For sure. So, yeah. So if you're you're not a performer athlete or college athlete, um, just go to um, publishingadventuresgroup.com. And if you're an athlete, former athlete, or you know one, just tell them to go to books for athletes.com and the website is spelled out f-o-r the books for athletes.com and then on social media it's the same and then my personal if you want to connect with me personal all my social media and my website is at mr kelly cole so perfect yeah. perfect guys make sure you go and you follow kelly he's one of the best guys that we've got the chance to interact with here at 520 collective super excited for what is going on in his world so what about for you sir when when uh when do we get another book from you man so my next book preferably will be out next year that's the goal but it's called from walmart associate to christ made millionaire so i'm I'm working on it now so whenever i finish it i want to finish it by my birthday next january um and then it'll be out man that's that's gonna be my next book perfect perfect man kelly i i know that i want to be respectful of your time here and and again just you know more than grateful that you hop back on the podcast with us i do want to i do want to just throw it out there and and ask man because i know that you you know keep your fingers on the pulse of what's happening as we are hopefully uh or, or prayerfully we'll say maybe kind of coming out of this pandemic a little bit i don't know it's crazy it's up in the air but at least people are are trying to kind of go back to you know having like live shows and that stuff what do you see for for those of us in the faith-based hip-hop world man like like what do you see coming man what what's what's the uh, next little bit look like for us and what do artists need to be kind of doing to prepare for that okay so you know of course for the for the consumer I mean, get excited. I mean, I just saw, like, you know, 116 just announced they're doing the Unashamed tour again. I just told you, Aaron just got a call. He's going to be doing a huge tour um, this fall. I just saw Stephen Malcolm coming out. So there's a lot of artists that's getting back on the road and doing more live events. Now, if you're an artist looking to tour, um, my suggestion would be to um see if you can't get on any of these tours which is kind of hard if you don't have the relationships two things i would say number one create content and constantly you know be making your music but then put together your own tour and it's not as hard as you think put together your own tour so you get the reps and you get the exposure and you you actually you know can have the maybe the opportunity to get in front of somebody uh, who can put you on tour and don't be afraid to invest in paying the open for a tour so if a, if a tour ever announces that they will allow an opener to pay the open if i was an artist i would definitely pay whatever the amount is to open for a bigger artist just for the exposure and just for the rep and if you want to put together your own tour the easiest way to do that is make a list of people you know okay? make a list of the people you know who actually you know go to church or actually um, have leadership positions at churches. So say, say for instance, my cousin is a pastor in Chicago. I have another cousin who's a youth leader in Florida. I have another cousin who's a youth leader in Chattanooga. I have another cousin who's a youth leader in Atlanta. Um, a cousin who's a pastor in Texas. Like I just listed off at least six places I can create a tool around. Just call them and say, Hey, I'm putting together my first tour. I would love to come and perform for your youth. I'll come for free. Just give me a love offering and maybe a place to stay and just set up your own tour. And we did that for years. Found out, you know, when Aaron signed with Toby, he said he watched us. He watched our work ethic. He watched us do shows. He watched us promote what we were doing. And he said, man, I just respect the grind and how much work y'all put in. He called us to come meet him at one of his shows. So you never know who's watching. So consistent content, 
and then put your own tools together if you're an indie artist because you can do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, you know, maybe get your story out there and write a book as well, right? For sure. Definitely. <laughs> definitely a book will help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely write your story and put a book out. If nothing else, it's another um, piece that you can put on your merch table and you'll get you'll, you'll get more sales uh, from the book than you would probably a CD because then the parents will buy the book and then they maybe get the CD or the t-shirt for for um, the youth or whatever. But you'll sell books. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Kelly, man, I'm, I'm excited for you and, and for Aaron as well, but, but for what you got going on and what you're doing and encouraging and helping people, man, um, you know, it's, it's inspiring for real. So, um, again, grateful you're able to join us again. Looking forward to the next time that we be able to, uh, connect, man, and, and just catch up. For sure, man. Anytime. I'll come back anytime, bro. Awesome, awesome. Guys, again, make sure you go and check him out. Like I said, Mr. Kelly Cole on social media. Go to publishingadvantagegroup.com if you want to check out what they got going on there or maybe you got a book idea and, and explore that. You know, look into it. Now's a great time to do that. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast. Again, we want to shout out our episode sponsors, including The Bookkeeper 24-7. Check them out at tbk247.com. And we will catch you guys on our next episode. All right. We're so glad that you tuned in for this episode of the 520 Collective Podcast. In fact, we don't want it to end here. Make sure to join our server on Discord and be part of the growing community that's centered around faith-based hip-hop. Let us know your thoughts about the topics covered in this episode and tap into a variety of live events. Go to 520collective.com slash Discord now to join.